Hello, friends, and welcome to the Point of Hope podcast. My name is Steve, and this broadcast is brought to you by the Point of Hope Apostolic Church in Indianapolis, Indiana, where brighter days begin. Today, we're continuing in our series, Kingdom Principles, and leading our study today is the senior pastor of Point of Hope, Mr. Stephen Gossage. Pastor, welcome. What can you teach us today? Thank you, Steve. I am glad to be here again. We are doing our third uh, part with regards to our Kingdom Principles series about servanthood. Our text is found in Philippians chapter 2, 5 through 8. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even unto the death of the cross. Uh, some extra reading, as we've mentioned, is Matthew chapter 24, 45 through 51. Uh, we've talked about the examples of servanthood, Jesus and Paul. Then the part two, we did discuss the two main duties of servanthood. Mm -hmm. We talked about duty one, about serving others. And then the second duty is being hospitable and or kind and all of this. And then we finished off our last one with regards to our five requirements of servanthood. Willingness, faithfulness, wisdom, humbleness, and availability. So this last lesson, I just want to spend a little bit on the rewards of servanthood. Chitching. I believe <laughs> I believe that was the um, the cliffhanger. So if you've listened to the first two, then the third one is the good stuff. Yep, because it's Friday, it's payday. Yeah, baby. Give me the reward. <laughs> so there are rewards of servanthood. Um, God blesses us in abundance. And uh, as the old saying is, the Lord keeps good books. Mm -hmm. And so we never have to worry about uh, being blessed and to being uplifted by his blessings. Amen. So so us as believers, we don't serve a harsh taskmaster, number one. He's not a tyrant from whom we cringe in fear and loathing. We're servants by choice because of our love for him and what he's done for us. He doesn't abuse it. He doesn't take advantage of us. Uh, rather, there are great rewards that come for those of us that willingly give our lives to Christ. Jesus said it. He that, and I'm paraphrasing, he that wants to lose, to gain his life is going to lose it. Yep. And he that loses it for Christ will gain it. So we don't serve Jesus for the rewards. We've already discussed that already in the, in the last two podcasts. This is not what we're doing uh, because if we did that, we would be hirelings. We would just be doing something, and he's the, the boss, and he just pays us according to what we put into yeah, it. And he doesn't want that kind of relationship with you. Absolutely not. This is not what we're talking about. We're talking about servant followership. But he does promise us rewards for those who will give our selfless service to him. And so what can we expect? Let's, let's talk about yeah. that. Uh, number one, the number one reward of servanthood is that we are recognized by the master or by him. Uh, this word is cynicism. Cynicism claims that no good deed goes unpunished. 
Um, Christianity assures that no good deed goes unrewarded. <laughs> uh, the blessing of being a servant of God is that he observes every act that we've ever offered him. He, he, he sits high, but he looks low. And he's seen it all anyway, so That's you might right. as well do some good stuff. So as, as we serve, and we, we alluded to it a little bit, the second lesson, and that um, maybe it was the first, I don't recall, but when we do things and serve, the expectation to get back is just the wrong mindset, right? Yes. We, we discussed that if we did those kinds of things, and I just alluded to it just a minute ago, that we're nothing more than, than hirelings. But really, most of our servanthood or serving others will, be gone, will, will go unseen by other people. In fact, usually the people that, that we bless or serve or, and again, serve, being a servant, I'm, I'm not even talking about the various things that you can serve others by. Uh, I'm going to ask you, listener, to pray about how God can lead you into being a servant. It could be buying a bag of groceries for somebody. It could be simply you know that they're, they're infirmed and they need yard work done. Yeah. And you do it. You know, it's these kinds of things. It's sure. serving others. And you'll do it without anybody ever seeing that. And I think it's a good practice. So if that person that you're blessing or being a blessing to, you tell them, hey, just keep this between us. Um, that's not wrong. That's just saying, hey, I don't, I'd rather not get the praises of man. Yeah, this is not for my glory. Right. Yeah. But as we do everything, he sees it all. Yes. And he recognizes what we're doing as unto him. Matthew twenty five fourteen through 30, Jesus, uh, he talked about this parable of the talents. And there were lessons to be drawn from that passage, and, and there's a lot of them, in fact. Uh, it was the 10, 5, and 1, if you recall. The 10 talents, they turned around and made another 10. The 5 mm-hmm. talent guy, he turned around and made another 5. But the 1, he hid it, and he buried it. And the one said, I know that you are hard. you're a hard master, and I didn't want to mess up your investment, in other words. And I'm paraphrasing. Sure. And I didn't want to lose. I didn't want to gamble it away to something that doesn't have a return. And, of course, he called him a wicked servant because he took what God has given him, and he subjugated it, and he thought that, again, it was the quid pro quo. Mm-hmm. There it is again. That come back that he thought that if I if I would keep this and hold on to this, I wouldn't be spending this. God's given us a life. He's given us ability and talent and and a calling. Everybody has a calling. Find what that is, by the way. Um but he's called us to have all of these things, but if we do nothing with them, we're in essence just like that servant that's sure. bearing that in the dirt and the dirt has nothing that brings it back to us in other words it's something that we need to spend our lives need to be spent in what jesus was doing well it's it's like you've talked about over the last couple of episodes you know he wants you to be the hands and feet so that that example came to mind but also the when you mentioned that we have a vertical relationship and then we have a sideways relationship you know if you could if you could just image just 
think of the image of the cross in your mind. Yes. You know, it's it's going to come down Excellent. and it's going to flow up and it's going to flow out. Excellent. You know, so you're not meant to store Why all that. Why did I think of that? Well, Man. you did. You just did it. You thought about it an episode or two ago. <laughs> I'm just copying your stuff, man. I'm a plagiarist. Well, I got to tell you, that's good stuff, Steve. Um, God is seeking for us, uh, and he's seeking for those faithful servants to do exactly what he's called us to do. First Corinthians 15 and 58, it is scriptural. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be you steadfast immovable. I love this. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So again, our number one reward is, is that he sees it all. He will recognize you. I said uh, in another lesson, if you do this in secret, he'll reward thee openly. Yeah, so there is nothing ever that you do in the name of the Lord that he doesn't recognize. That's exactly right. Second thing is is an eternal reward. Obviously, it is a good life living for the Lord. And I'm just going to tell you, it is the best life to it live. Is. I don't care how much money. If money could satisfy, as the old saying goes, then why would just would people that need multiple millions of dollars why would that? Because money doesn't satisfy. How many houses do you need? You know what I mean? How many cars? Right. Is now, there a difference between having five million and having six? No, right. Really? <laughs> you know? And and don't get me wrong, who wouldn't want to have a big old nice mansion in this life? But obviously the point is money doesn't satisfy. Well no, and I want the mansion in heaven. Right. The drugs. Drugs doesn't satisfy. They do not. If it was if that's all it took, it would take only one pill, one drink of alcohol, one toke of a, of a pipe as it were none of that satisfies it's a constant thing it is a thing that it's meant for you to to be an addict to well there's a reason your flesh is addicted to that because your flesh it's is your flesh <laughs> yeah. right but with regards to living for god mm-hmm. there is no better life to live and matthew twenty five twenty one says this with the end of our life when that comes time to where we get to step in the Bible says that the master is going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. And then obviously we will begin to reap the rewards of what we've done down here. And so it is a deferred payment plan as a whore. <laughs> it is. I mean, absolutely it is. But sometimes people think that, and it gets lost in the work that they say, my God, I'm over here doing everything that I'm doing. And God, do you see me over here? I'm trying to do right. And, and uh, we can talk about that too, in that we pray and it seems like the heavens are brass and whatever. But obviously the the comeback is from your pastor or somebody that your mentor should say, well, just keep doing what you're doing because eventually you'll see that everything that you did and you thought was not being seen or being accounted for does in the end. So so what do you think it's like? So, you know, that the scripture just referenced that the reward is entering into the presence of the Lord. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think back to like our, our worship services here when when we experience the presence of the Lord, yes, do you, you know it is powerful. It's emotional. It's moving. It's transformative. I mean, you you feel that. Yes. Do you think, in your opinion, that 
those feelings will be greater when we aren't burdened with the flesh? I mean, is the presence of the Lord going to be amplified when it's just the Spirit? Almost certainly. And, and as much as we describe heaven, the Bible says the half has not even been told. And we know that the, the majestic part of the streets of gold, walls of... Sure, milk and honey. And, you, you know, yeah. All that different, the gates of pearl, all these different things. The real blessing is that we're going to that city whose builder and maker is God, and he's the light. And our flesh, that's not going to be encumbered by the cares of this life. Absolutely, we're going we're gonna to experience him in another way that that we can't even describe. Can't even. So just a small commercial, not just for our church, but you know, as someone who came from, uh, I'll use the term a big box church, you know, when you get to a church where you are actually encouraged and there's an atmosphere of worship to, to, to plead for the presence of the Lord. And experience. Once you experience worship it it will change your it changed my life yes which in turn changed my wife's life and my children's life please find a church that's preaching truth and and preaches the presence yes of the lord because it there is nothing like it absolutely that is a great commercial and point of hope well. apostolic church would be an excellent place for you to begin <laughs> that journey dear listener <laughs> absolutely but as if it's somebody that's not in the indianapolis area Listen, we'll help you find one. Well, <laughs> but you that need, is true. You Reach to out to one, us. Yeah. But let's just be clear. Find your church that preaches not tradition, but preaches the Bible. Yep. Doesn't want to preach whatever religion they are. Because you don't need religion. You That's need right. relationship. That's exactly right. You need truth. And, and, and I misunderstood that for a whole lot of years. Well, so, but, but in your servanthood, in your followership, Bringing it back home here, what did God do? He brought you he did. to a place of true understanding of who he is and what truth is, absolute truth. And that because is. of that, I am so grateful that my life is now devoted to pleasing him through that servanthood and through faith and through ministry and through teaching Sunday school and right. and, and opening the door for the right. little old lady. and Right, right. And all that has a reward down here. But just imagine the eternal reward of this. That's what's going to be incredible. It is going to be something. Now, we referenced the third one quite a lot already, but it's the self-satisfaction of it. So it's the third reward. Uh, and I and I know we've said this, and I know this is corny and hokey to some, but we just went through the Christmas season here uh, at the time of this uh, recording, and uh, I've got a two-year-old. Uh, I'm an old daddy, and uh, there's nothing like seeing your children, and you that are parent know or grandparent know, mm -hmm. or that it's ever given a gift to somebody that you love, and to see them open up something that they've wanted or even not wanted, it's just something, it's a gift, it's a present, oh man. <laughs> and they tear into it, and of course we as parents, we just love that. We don't need anything to come back, but sure. to see them, to love what you've given them, it makes you feel 10 feet tall. And it's an amazing thing. There is a self-satisfaction that you provided a, a blessing to your children. Imagine imagine your father well and i think heavenly that, father and that transcends i mean 
especially around Christmas, everybody, especially the older you get, whether you're a believer or not, you under, you come to understand that, that the gift is really in the giving. Well, where do you think that comes from? You're right, exactly. <laughs> comes from your heavenly Father. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's just mind-blowing when you think about it. Um, we're created to serve the Lord. It's woven, as you referenced, uh, it's woven into our very nature. Yes. But especially if you're born again, you can't help but not want to serve and to be a blessing to others. Because as Paul did, he wanted others to experience what you experience. And I have to tell you, if you don't, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost or you're following after God in whatever shape or fashion that is right now, and of course we're talking about finding absolute and complete truth. With that aside, if you're not serving in your place of worship or serving others uh, as a representative of Jesus Christ, you're not living for God. You're not certainly functioning properly yeah. so uh, or appropriately. Um, in fact, not to digress here, but, you know, when we have people that uh, have tumors or cancers, those are a buildup of cells. Now, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV or anything like that. Um, all I know is that it is a buildup of cells. And, and, of course, I'm going to get a response from somebody in the medical field. Please don't. I understand the difference. But when somebody is, is there's a growth in our body that's not a part of our normal process, it becomes a problem. It becomes in the way, and it begins to stop the the processes of your true whatever of your of the your functioning heart, of your body yeah. your functioning of your body and it can and be your, fatal and it becomes fatal because it stops the proper function of the body i just wonder if maybe that when we as servants of god don't serve others are we be, are we a, akin again i guess maybe i might offend are we akin to being just a big tumor or a lump in the body of Christ and that we could be gumming up the processes of true function. Because I've heard people say this, and I hope this makes sense, but I've heard people say this, that they say, oh, God can't use me, or, you know, I really don't have time to serve in that way. Or, and I've heard it, and it's amazing. Or, I, you know, when I get all my ducks in a row in yeah, life, then right. I'll serve... You're never going to. No. And you're gumming up the process of blessing in your life as well. And so we talked about the third reward is self-satisfaction. Not only will it become one-dimensional from what I've said previously, but it also becomes the, the ceiling becomes lowered on who you know as God. Yeah. I mean, if that makes sense, I hope it does. But when you, on the other hand, are battling and you're working in the service for the Lord, you will find a contentment that you cannot duplicate. The satisfaction, even in the conflict. Um, you watch a winner after a sporting event or anything like that. How that they celebrate in such a way that there are tears in their eyes and, and uh, they've tested their bodies and their, their resolve over a course of a certain amount of time. And in the end, they've received the Super Bowl or the crown or the championship and, and just the release of emotion. 
That's all great, and we get that, and we celebrate that. But I'm going to tell you something. The self-satisfaction that you get in helping somebody get back on their feet or being a blessing to them on a large scale or a small scale cannot ever be duplicated. When we realize our purpose in serving God, we will be content because the Bible says godliness without contentment or with contentment is great gain. Yes, it is. So if you can serve God and you can be content and the only contentment is coming from serving, I promise you, that's when you're going to see the the circle come come together as it were. So what am I saying? Let me finish this up. Oh, see, here we go again. I'm already at the end. Servanthood, it's a mark of everyone who would be great for God. No one has ever been truly great in God's sight without first their willingness to serve Christ by serving others. No one can claim to be like Christ without serving others as he did. No one can claim to be uh, obeying Christ without serving others as he commanded. Jesus said this, and I finish, when, the, when regarding the selfless acts of service we offer to him through others, Jesus said in Matthew 24 and 46, blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. That's what I have on servanthood. Well, and you should all serve, because if you, I'm going to put a wager out there right now. I don't think anybody for a million bucks is going to get to the end of their life on their deathbed and go, oh, man, I wish I had served less. <laughs> That's exactly right. Man, in fact, you're going to say, I wish I would have done more. Yes. It's never going to be the other way. To a person, it's going to be that. That's exactly right. Great so, point. So think about that, listener. And get busy. Serve your church and serve your and, fellow man. And, you know, can I just add, and I know Please. we're out of time, but I just had a conversation with somebody. And they're, they're older, and, and they were a little sad. And they said, you know, eventually I'm going to pass from this life. And, and of course, they weren't, they, I mean, and they serve God. And I'm pretty sure that they're going to make it into heaven. But they were talking about, um, you know, I, I, I want to be here for my grandkids, and et cetera. And I said, well, I understand how much more the important that you recognize even now about your legacy yep. and about your impact in your life. Um, it's a sad thing to go to a funeral and there's only a few people there. But when you've left an impact, a legacy of impact on people, man, you'll see people lined out in the streets. And of yep. course you're not doing it for that. But in the end, I have to tell you, I don't know if it's selfishly or what, I want somebody to say, Steve Gossage, that guy, he made a difference in me. Yep. I don't. I don't care if they ever remember any sermon I've ever put together, or any funny thing that I've ever said to them or not. I want them to remember he made a difference in me. Yep. And you can't beat that. You can't. And that's where heaven's measuring stick is. And oh, the reward. Yeah, man. Well, that's all the time we have for this study today. I pray this was a blessing for you and that you will join us as we continue to study God's Word. Please send this podcast to a friend, share a link on social media, like our Point of Hope Facebook page, or even better, subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you like and enable notifications so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you, Pastor, for leading us today, and thank you all for listening.